Yankees haven't given up any more runs in a while. Top of the ninth down, still 11 1. That's game good. Game is flying by, isn't it? You know what? It, isn't it crazy how fast these games go now? Two hours and 21 minutes, I, it, and they are at the top of the ninth. So. It's great. And it's not just about the, like, the length of the game. It's just the, the time, the downtime in between. Yeah, that, it's crazy. I think what John Heyman said, which we'll play a little bit later, I believe. Or no, we won't. Um, <laughs> we won't. I'm tripping. And is that... You know, if you missed the podcast, please do check it down, out. Download the podcast. Absolutely. Wherever John you get Heyman's your podcast. podcast. She, this, she can only uh, say so much. She's saving some of the voice. We're working on this, you know. It's just that the pitch clock really is affecting these older pitchers in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's an unintended consequences, consequence they did not foresee. Right. Like, oh, yeah, you killed Max Scherzer, so good, good job. But they're also willing to do that to shorten games and have yep. these other results. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you killed Max Scherzer, you've killed uh, Jay, Justin Verlander. Kenny from South Park. <laughs> Kenny. I don't think they kill him anymore, though, on the show. Don't they think don't? So. Yeah. I've watched some of the new season. That show never gets old to me. Mm. It's still funny. I don't need to, like, sit and watch it, but I can have some episodes. It's on HBO Max. I'm like, yeah, there's mm. nothing on tonight. Eventually, there'll be time to actually watch shows some again, point. you know? Some point. Some point, you know? I'm going to watch Ted Lasso tonight, I think. Oh, yeah, I'm caught up. Are you? Yeah, it's good. From last night? Uh, oh, no, that's right. New one was last night. So then, no, so I'm not, not caught, up. caught up. I'm not caught up, Tristan. <laughs> no, we're I'm, not. Me and you damn, are not caught up. not caught up yet. All right, it's good. It's good. I love it. So, yeah. Uh, so the only series we haven't gotten to yet is this Grizzlies-Lakers series. Memphis minus 140, Lakers plus 115. Lakers coming in with the second best record since the trade deadline. Three and a half point dogs at Memphis in game one. I. All right, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have to admit something. I bet the Lakers to win the title at 16 to 1 a few days ago. Just in case. Just in case what? This is just in, just in just case, case something happens. Just in case our dubs don't make it. Yes. Yeah, so just I have, in case I have our a, kings. And there was value there at 16. I wasn't going to take, like, Phoenix at plus 450. It just, there's nothing there. It's at least open enough in the West that the Lakers, with the talent they have and the team they have, they've got a shot. I think they're a four, maybe a five seed at worst if they had this roster the entire season. Health is part of it. Anthony Davis, we saw down the stretch. When he wants to, he's one of the best players in the NBA. When he's healthy and he has to maybe play through a little bit of pain, that's who he is. They can't keep playing LeBron 40-something minutes. Now, the good thing is they're going to have a lot of days off. You, you don't have to worry about back-to-backs or anything like that. There's plenty of recovery time for NBA standards in the playoffs, which is actually an advantage for the Lakers because that gives LeBron more of a chance to and Anthony Davis to make sure they're healthy for from game one to game two and, and jumping through all that. But Memphis has also been really, really good recently. And what's been overshadowed has been that because of John Morant and Dylan Brooks and all the stuff going on off the court with them. But, damn it, they're a really good team. I am a little concerned for the Memphis Grizzlies. Here's why. They don't have Steven Adams. Steven Adams, yep. uh, I don't know when he'll be healthy. Uh, I think he might be out for the rest of the year. It's been very suspect conversations on his health status mm-hmm. and when he's coming back. Right now they've just said first round, right? Is that what it was or it's just kind of they've been... They've just been very indefinite yeah. and I don't really know why. He was only supposed to miss like four weeks mm-hmm. and now if he's been gone for Lord knows how long. I'm trying to figure out how many games he actually played this year because it was just not very many at all. Um, you look at him and you say to yourself well he's kind of like the guy who could go up against Anthony Davis, uh, he's played in 42, 42 games, games this yep. year. That's horrible. So he's a strong guy, gets a lot of screen assists, is the enforcer for Jaw, but more so is 
is able to hold his own in the paint against bigger centers, right, or big centers. Then you've got Brandon Clark, who's the sort of small ball five, the guy who you bring in when you're going up against Draymond, your mm-hmm. guy that you go up against, like guys who space the floor uh, you know, offensively as fives. He tore him, himself up as well. He's mm-hmm. out for the year. I think he tore his uh, Achilles. So he's done. So then you've got who's in his space, who's in that spot. Now you got Jaron Jackson playing five. When he's not a five, he's a four. And this is a guy who gets in foul trouble like I buy – you know, overpriced jewelry. Like he's <laughs> got a lot of it on today right now. It's... He's over. He's <laughs> over getting fouls like more than you could even imagine. So you've got him going up against Anthony Davis, and what's going to happen? I mean, he might have three fouls in the first quarter, first half, right? And then behind him is Xavier, or yeah, Xavier Tillman. Mm-hmm. Xavier Tillman's an undersized player. He's not a five, like a real five. He's just been kind of like there doing it. I think Anthony Davis is going to eat them alive. As long as Anthony Davis is himself, that's a bad matchup for Memphis. And it's a great mem- uh, matchup for the Lakers. Why? Because Memphis, outside of Luke Kennard, doesn't shoot threes. Not well, at least. Jaron Jackson's all over the place. Jaw's all over the place. Desmond Bain's pretty good. But the perimeter defense for the Lakers is really good. So, I mean, this thing could go seven. I really like the Lakers in the spot. I think this is the best matchup the Lakers have possibly gotten in the first round or could have gotten. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think do do I think the Lakers could make a deep run? Yeah, I mean Anthony Davis looked dominant. I mean that's that's what this roster was built to be, right? It was built to be LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And LeBron even said like he wanted to make it more of Anthony Davis's team. He just hadn't been out there enough for them to 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 do that. And it's tough. It's tough when you're in that position. Oh, that was nope. Yeah, I thought the guys, Yankees just cracked that open. You're guys, right over there. You made a face. We <laughs> we have something that happened. This what is happened? not a drill. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Oh, God, I wish I was going on the fan tonight. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who is the shortstop slash center fielder, which is also funny because he'd never played center field before in his life, um, is was pitching tonight. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa I did see that. was like, pitching. And he was up for a second asking the umpires that they needed to check his hands after pitching. Are we serious? What are the Yankees doing? This is incredible. This <laughs> I mean, is incredible. You don't want to waste any arms down 11-1. Who cares at this point? Just get get a position player out there and call it a day. Write this off. I mean, this is like you needed somebody to you needed somebody to just eat up innings. Looks like Rizzo homered. Yep, Rizzo just went out. Congratulations. That's, there you go. We need uh 10 more of those. 11 to 2. We <laughs> yeah. need so, 10 more of those. Not a good night for the Yankees. Not a good night for the Yankees. Yeah, so I think you and I are both in the same spot, though. I think Lakers can win that series. I like the Lakers to win this series against Memphis. It's just, if you can get the best quality-focused Memphis Grizzlies and their physical, they're going to try to push Anthony Davis around and beat him up. The problem is he's just so skilled. You don't have somebody without Steven Adams out there that really has the opportunity. I think Steven Adams would break Anthony Davis, but you know, he just he's not there. And that's the reality of it. It's like the Clippers not having Paul George in the first round. Or at least the beginning of the first round. That's a major loss. It's not always just the points. I mean, Paul George, you get that. But Steven Adams brings a lot of that to the table. So, yeah, I like the Lakers as a seven seed winning that. Because, again, that's not really a seven-seeded team. No. And that's, that's what makes the West so complicated is you're looking at teams like Phoenix, who probably with this team the entire year is the number one team in the West. Maybe two. Denver probably drops down. You know, Lakers are probably a four seed. Probably. 
Probably so. the Phoenix would be the one seed as of now. Mm, probably Memphis still two. Mm-hmm. Mm, then Denver three. Then Lakers four. Yeah. That's about it. Yep. About right. Yeah. It just it's it's going to make for good teams like Memphis maybe getting knocked out early. Oh or my whatever. god. What now? No way. Did it happen? Oh my god. Three three. Rangers tie it up with one second left to go with an empty net. That's incredible. That is, I didn't, I was watching it and I was like, this is fun. Philip Heedle with the heat check. With the heat check. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of the Odyssey sound, that's going to be the sound for you. Who let the seals out? (laughs) (laughs) Can you do a Raven sound real quick? I don't know what they sound like. Do you know what the Ravens sound like? Uh, you could just call. Call. Oh, yeah. Call. Like a crow. I, I, I don't know what a raven is. So they introduced Odell Beckham Jr. See how I transitioned there, Trista, yeah, with animals? Good. That's how we yeah, do it. I like that. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. got introduced. He's a Baltimore Raven now. But interestingly enough, I mean, obviously the first question that's going to be there is, well, Lamar Jackson, right? You're a receiver, and don't you want a good quarterback throwing you the football, right? He apparently hasn't had anything assured to him yet when it comes to the quarterback situation. I've talked to Lamar while we was out there, and I know um, that's a better discussion for these two as far as how that's going to get handled. Um, but the goal was, you know, to come here and, and have that possibility to play with him, and uh, I'm excited about that opportunity. I mean, maybe they also offered him the most money. What, $15 million for one so year? a lot of money. So that helps. So he maybe said, well, there's a chance Lamar Jackson's there. It's guaranteed that I get $15 million. I'll go ahead and I'll take it, and I'll head to the Ravens. But this kind of surprised me a little bit, especially because we've been sitting here talking about the Ravens' lack of aggression at receiver for so long. To see them finally do it, but it has to be, Lamar, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., who's missed a year, torn ACL, and to spend that kind of money. This tells me they want to show Lamar Jackson that he's still welcome there, and they want to try to build a better offense around him. And these conversations have gotten testy. They've gotten personal. And at, you realize now both sides really can't have a divorce, and the best spot is for them to actually stay together. You know how, like, you know, a husband messes up. Mm-hmm. And, Husbands and never mess up. And they're trying to, like, here's, a, here's a good about. example of what has happened in my life as a golf caddy. I remember uh, I caddied for this guy, and it was Bannon Dunes. And he was like, yeah, you know, I I booked this trip and, you know, I'm super excited to be with my boys. Uh, there's only one problem. I said, oh, what's the problem? And he goes, well, I booked it uh, six months ago and uh, today is my my 20th wedding anniversary. And I said, oh, oh, no. oh really? So you booked a golf trip Priorities. with your buddy oh, no. on uh, your 25th wedding anniversary? Oh, no. I said, so how are you still here right now? Are you divorced or, like, what's going on? That's the right question to ask. <laughs> and he goes, well, I, uh, I did what I needed to do to make sure I could come on this trip. I said, well, what's that? And he goes, I got her a brand new big-ass ring. I knew it. I was like, this is going to be a ring story. And I yep. said, oh, really? How much did it cost? And he goes, so much. I go, is it worth it? And he goes, no. And I go, but is the trip worth it? He's like, thousand percent. That's Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham is the overpriced Tiffany ring that's going to appease the woman that you know you effed up by doing her wrong. 
It's the like thing that you're dangling. Being like, see, I still do love you. Like, look how good this <laughs> ring is. It's like, yeah, but like you gave me a ring pop when we first got married. Like, oh, I'm glad that we have this Tiffany ring. But like the fact that I've been with you for all these years and I've got like a quarter of a, a quarter of a carat diamond that's like also a sucker, uh, not great. <laughs> not great. That's just, what Odell Beck. That's like the first thing that came to mind. Isn't that like what you guys think? Like this is a very alluring technique. Yeah, technique. this is them dangling Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. and spending $15 million on a receiver, but also not having it be a long-term commitment. And now you're saying, hey, we want you more than the other teams. We just don't want to pay you too much. We can't pay you as much now because we just spent $15 million on this receiver. But yeah. We can work something out. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I just think he ends up, we're this close to the draft and everything's gone silent. Like it's completely quiet. You I know, think he just stays with the Ravens. Really just, quickly. I didn't, figure this out. I did not know that the uh, NBA League Pass commercials that we usually get also come after extra innings. So I was very confused for a second. You're like, there's no NBA on the I was night. like, wait, why am I get, getting to see this amazing uh, sealer that closes up potato chips? The stuff we see on these infomercials. And then it's, it's uh, Emerald with, like, his air fryer. And he's just cooking all this food up. And you're like, I'm really hungry watching you right now. And I would prefer that BYU we didn't watch at this. Santa Clara. Anyone? It's getting. Oh man, the <laughs> summer's going to be rough, fam. Yep, yep, yep. BYU at Santa Clara. Anyone? Oh, that futures market's going to save our lives. Yep. That's for sure. Sweat chamber around the corner. Yeah. Um, by the way, no sweat for the Rangers. They wiped out the or waved off the Philip Heedle goal uh, because of crease interference or oh. something like that. And the Maple Leafs hang on and win that game. So no tying goal. Rangers lose. Wow. wow. Sorry about that. Is that meaningful in any way? Uh, excellent question. I know that there were a couple of teams that were, I, I think the... the uh, it was just positioning west. that's left today, though, Yeah, right? every, everybody's locked in. Everybody clinched. But it's just positioning and positioning where, where teams are going to wind up. Of course it does. Does anybody knock off the Bruins, Scott? Uh, the gentleman that sat in that chair last night, PJ, said he's field as far as, well, you know. I, I think if you're going field, I would probably still go field because the, the Stanley Cup playoffs are very, very unpredictable. They are. You want to talk about puck luck or a hot goaltender? You want, right. You want to know, you, 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 know, you want to play the first round? Edmonton's going in like a lightning bolt. Yep. Uh, winners of whatever it was, seven, eight in a row, something like that. Um, Colorado's a little bit more banged up than, you know, I mean, they, they announced today they're going to be without a couple players, including Landis Gog, who's not coming back, not responding. Still 7-1 to win the Stanley Cup, though. Big loss, Colorado, for him. Yeah. I mean, it's still an excellent team. Right. They, you know, did very, very well last year. So, I don't. I, I mean, if you're going to ask me to take a flyer, I, I, I kind of, why not Dallas at like 14, I think it was? Something like that. No, Stars 14-1. Stars. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, 14-1, yep. Yeah, why not? It's. I mean, we, we've seen this time and time again. There's also the... Uh, have that best record, most points in the NHL during the regular season. Lucy Burgess' favorite team. Lucy loves Boston.